Good day of the week, listeners. It's ya boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. Okay, so we are back again watching The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. This episode is called... It's called Bad Influencer. It's said to be... Sorry, y'all, I changed some things on the Disney to the TVMA, and so now it's kind of acting wonky. I am by myself today and probably will be for the foreseeable future. It's been a long long week i've got so much to talk about whenever i do the main podcast but it's called bad influencer penny becomes an egotistical social influencer so let's see how close this actually is to the actual thing so so far we're getting penny being the kind of antagonist type of person in this show so far and it's it's weird because it's not like she's a bad guy she's just the opposite of everybody else currently which you know, kind of still gives it to the old show where she was the same. You know, she was different, but, you know, she found her way to stick in. The show is really putting it down that, you know, everybody has a voice and all genders, all nationalities, all of everything, their own way of doing things. So not too mad at it. Like I said, it's very, very much saying, you know, you're unique and to express your uniqueness. And also, capitalism is crazy because you, again, can use a code to get a bottle of, I guess, concealer, I don't know what it was, from $35 to $34.99. And I know a lot of people that would do this. I know a lot of people that would fall for this. And it's sad. Man, these proud family parents, I swear, (laughs) Oscar and Trudy are the most relatable characters. And I don't say that knowing exactly what parents go through, but I surely did just see them trying to canoodle on the couch and they trying to do it before the kids come home or they just put a kid down and trying to get some get some personal time in that that. (laughs) oh my goodness that's crazy we then just get a entire montage of trudy and oscar being uh prince characters and then having a family in the prince universe and (laughs) man this show really does do a lot and it's funny because you know a lot of a lot of the things that we do as children or as teenagers or as adults our parents did too And they really made it clear, hey, you know, we did this as kids, too. This is nothing new. Like, everybody everybody tries to imitate the popular and the, you know, trending at the time of whenever they were. We then get Penny saying one of the most relatable quotes of this generation. You really only need three likes in a video and, you know, the whole world knows you. I wish that were true. But it's not, but she, I, I get her point. It's like you really don't have to do much to be an influencer 
And when you do try really hard, it's like, yo, you don't get that much, as I'm going to assume is going to happen whenever she puts up this video of her trying to clean Sugar Mama's dentures, which, by the way, give mad props they, while she is a teenager and backsassing and whatever, she still respects her sugar mama. Like, that is something really big, and I'm glad that they kept it, is that, you know, there's a lot of respect for the elderly here. And it, it's it. I, I don't know how they're going to do with the rest of the episodes, but even back in the original series, like, no one talked back to sugar mama. And even when Penny was talking back to parents and stuff, like, she still respected them. You know, honor thy mother and father and honor the elders and everything else. Yo, they just dissed Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Gross sisters come in saying, yo, his name is Snoop Dogg. Put some respect on his name. He is our cousin nephew. I, I don't understand how that works. I'm not trying to. Just know that it happened. And <laughs> I don't know how to feel. Like, what do you mean? Ah oh, man, I guess I'm old. I, I guess technically I'm old. Yeah, what it is is what it is, man. He produced their latest track, which they're selling for twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine. I love the fact that they're putting in that Penny is not just Penny, but the whole system now. The new, not new crave, but something that a lot of people enjoy is vinyls. And that while it may be old school, it's definitely a new school coming. And I love it because I really wish that I had a record player or something to play some things as well. But I digress. Who knows? I might get one soon if I can, you know, get money. <laughs> get money and get this thing kind of started back up. Also, I love that they got the not youngest, but I think middle child's a gross sister. She still growls instead of talks. Like that was that was a nice touch because back in the old show, she didn't talk either, but she did growl and make a lot of animal noises. And it was it was an interesting it it was an interesting part of her character. Like as much as it's quote unquote nothing, it's something like it, it's part of her character. And I like it. Yo, so <laughs> did I just see them pull out an Alexa, but they called her Rochelle and Rochelle dummy thick like fossies i don't know what they did but <laughs> oh my god that was that was funny rochelle with the thickness alexa just skinny thick like not skinny thick but just like uh, bored that's crazy I'd sneak in to your mama's house, turn the lights down low, and put on a switch or whatever it is. Yo, that's that's a move, because I don't know many... I know a lot of people that sneak out, but I don't know a lot of people that be doing all that now. But at the end, I do know that that'd be a thing. The father woke up put on another CD and then threw his narrow black behind. And that's how he said it. Narrow black behind out. <laughs> Just like Fresh Prince. <laughs> that crazy. And now we got the Gross Sisters selling their track out of a refrigerator. That's cold. That's cool. Let's go. 
So now Penny is going through this whole thing of she's just making videos on just about anything that she can, whatever it is, and people are sending her stuff to review and to, you know, use. And it's crazy that that's somehow like not accurate, but not too far away from accurate either. Because again, once you start putting up and putting th- stuff up and you start reviewing things and people start saying, hey, we would like you to use this so that way we can promote our stuff. You know, you done, you know, you done good. You know, you done good. And then they brought, not brought back because Wizard was in the first episode, but they um, actually mentioned him a little bit more. Wizard Kelly and his sub, his sub business, I would assume, called Wizard Nova. And they sent her some clothes and then said, I sent them a check and the check reads and I, and I quote, paid to the order of Penny Proud, a whole lot of money, memo, cash, 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 sign wizard Kelly. And the amount is 100, I believe million dollars. That's, that's insane. I would love to be looking at that many zeros. I'd be like, what do you need me to put on? Cause I'm about to make it work, work. I'd be blowing a fuse just like Oscar. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel, but I know if it were me and I got the money, I would be like, yep, you know what? Whatever you need me to do, let's make this thing happen. So now we're about halfway through the episode and this is about the part where Penny starts going way overboard with what she got. And while she was correct on what she did with Makeup Boy, because he really did try to you know, not outshine, what's the word? He tried to just be real rude about everything and, you know, put her down and everything else. Like, at this point, you can see that transition of, she's like, I got the power, I got the juice, but baby, you about to go way, way on it, trying to make sure, trying to um, prove a point that you've already done proven. So... I guess now we're in the second act of this and we're going to see what happens when Penny's really hits hits the wall. And we just saw how she went way too overboard. Or at least, I guess this is the first part of her going overboard. She canceled her own friend or, you know, friend of me, whatever it might be, just because she didn't like the way that she was talking. Like, everybody has an opinion. And I think that this is a good way of showing, hey, just because you don't like something doesn't mean that you can just hate on it. But in the same breath, on the other side of it, just because you have power to influence people doesn't mean that you need to take that overboard either. Oh, y'all, it's the fight of the century. Sugar Mama versus Penny. And she really about to do She really about to do this. She really about to do this to Sugar Mama. She really about to disrespect her sugar mama. She about to do all of what I just said she don't do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's about to happen. Yo, and they brought back Dr. Payne. <laughs> we gonna help you, sugar bear. We gotta get you down to 50 pounds so you can feel your toes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so, oh man, this is such a nostalgic trip. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And man, okay, so Penny really did just come back with the I have the power. 
and she got rid of most of the people in her school, most of her friends, I would assume, or at least the one, at least Nacianica. I haven't seen them, sure, her due dejeuner and everybody. But then she did Sugar Mama, like, and it really does say a lot because in this day and age, a lot of people are scared of their kids. Like, whether it be physically because they can't whoop them or emotionally because there's so many, like, so many diagnoses and they can't do much about it like there are so many things that parents are scared of because they can't do anything with their kids and you know the older generation just like sugar mom was like i ain't scared of them you need to be disciplining that child and come back and be like yo you need to stop tripping and then they disrespect them and the parents don't do anything like that's the day and age that we are in, and that's sad. Hightower's back, and everything's starting to get back to normal. We're about we're in the last bit of it where Penny starts to actually learn her lesson. She woke up, and she wasn't in the spotlight anymore. I don't know exactly what happened just yet, but definitely can see that this is that last bit of it. Yeah. So Maya just made a new video, and it canceled Penny, essentially about how she's a sellout too and it's crazy um, it's crazy that that's exactly how that thing goes when one says one thing and another says another it cancels out the other it's insane but they really did just put uncle ruckus on blast on this this thing is a black culture marvel and am i saying that the boondocks is just for black people no i am literally saying that it is majority black and black culture so black marvel i think they changed out wizard's voice actor i gotta check that but i believe they didn't i'm kind of sad because i did like the old wizard kelly voice actor but i'm gonna do some research on that and get back to you guys in a second so did a little digging and i was wrong i guess it just sounds different to me i don't know why but hey is what it is I swear that's the grandparents' slogan. You my grandbaby, you can do no wrong. But your parents, oh, that's a whole different story. That's funny. That's great. I love that. I love that, you know, we're back again, like like any other episodic show, back to normal at the end, and everything should be good. Penny's starting, Penny's doing her apology tour, and we'll see how. Well, that was literally two seconds, and I w it didn't have anything else. She didn't really apologize to anybody else, but she, I guess she got her just desserts at school and with everybody else, and then apologized to her family, so this is that back-to-normal type thing. I like this episode. Final thoughts, final thoughts. It was a good episode, very true to kind of how, you know, 15 seconds in the limelight actually, or at least as far as I can tell. And, you know, they they had a lot of callbacks to black culture, other shows, and it didn't really throw it down your throat still. Like, this is very much just a, hey, this is 2022, let's see what it do. And I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. So what would I give it? I'd give it mm, good eight, eight out of ten. Definitely one of those. Is there a problem with it? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I didn't like the fact that the new character was just so buddy-buddy with them after the first episode, and there was really no kind of leeway into it. 
but that's just a small thing, I guess. And then really, like, like I said, it was just kind of, kind of just a generic episode. I wasn't, it wasn't really anything to be like, wow, this is great. Or this is something, you know, that talked a lot about a today problem, but it wasn't something that I, it's not something that I wouldn't watch again. So that's my final thoughts on it. Let's go into the next part of this. It has been a long, long road for the past, what, week, week and a half, almost two. I'm going to assume that it's been at least two. I got to get more consistent with this thing. But right now we're going to be reviewing. We just got finished with the Proud Family. So I'm going to start talking now about Hell of a Boss, episode six. And it was a doozy. Before I go into that, I got to tell you guys about my week. So it has been a long week. I have recently started to lose my job. And I say it that way because, again, I'm not actually fired. But in the same breath, I'm not exactly on board. They've kind of put me into a position where I no longer wish to be there. But also I can kind of tell that they no longer wish for me to be there. If you guys know me, which, again, most of you don't because happy you aren't you know, actually in my life like that. But to know me, I'm not very much of a, what's a good word for this? I don't take change well. I'm a Taurus. I don't take change well. And so me trying to learn this new job and everything, like I said, what was it, the past two videos ago, whenever I was getting this new job, yeah, me learning it and kind of going with the process and this, that, and the other, I had a little bit of trouble. But on top of that, they were doing a lot of revamping and honestly, it's looking like it's a revamp that does not include the people that were with them for this long period of time. And when I say this long period of time, I mean, we went through COVID with them. We went through all the changes as they're a brand new um, building, you know, going through having the residents just about leave. Like we went through a lot with them and now they're trying to make a new change. And as a business, sure, I guess it makes sense because the old ways hasn't been working, but they are pushing out the people that are that were here that did stay and did do instead of trying to push them up. And I'm not trying to deframe them or anything or say anything bad about them. Again, as a company, they, they've been pretty good to me. Honestly, they've been very good to me. It's just that this specific place has a lot of baggage with it, especially again, we were going through a lot of change. We've been going through a lot of changes and going through the rigmaroles of just opening and then COVID and all this other stuff. And the people that were there, they understand that this was a lot of growing pains. And now it seems that they want to go into a different direction. And that's, they're trying to keep on as many people as they possibly can, at least I would assume. But the way that they're doing it, I don't think is the best way. And for the people that are listening that have, that are in my life and this and the other, this is my way of kind of getting this out. So just go along with the ride and go along with all the chatty chat chat that I'm about to dish out either way. So what happened this week? I apparently did not make some people happy because I reiterated something that a person above me had said. And I got the reprimand for it because I was the one that said it to the customer. And so now I am no longer allowed to be in the kitchen without someone there 
because they're not only afraid that I'm going to make a decision based off of what they said, mind you, but also that the people that work with me are going to quit because I'm so much of a hard ass about the way that things are and the way that things should be because that's the way that we've been working it. Again, I understand old things don't always work and tradition isn't always the best, but I know that it has been working for the time being and all these changes that were happening, they were hurting us more than helping us. And so I tried to push what we had already done, that foundation that we had already set. I've been trying to push that and make sure that that is at the forefront of everything. So that way people aren't saying that we are, what is the word? What is the word that they keep using? Give me a second. Consistently inconsistent. Like that is a hurtful term right there. Very hurtful. And you know, it's one of those things I do care about our residents and our customers and everybody because they deserve a great treatment and, you know, deserve these things that we can, that we can offer if we just decide to say, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. We're not going to change for a restaurant. And as much as we are, you know, supposed to cater to the whims of the customer, we need to, for the customer's benefit, we need to go ahead and say, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And from there they can make the decision. Honestly, I would say money-wise, it makes no sense for us to give them an allowance of their own money to use at our restaurant and then not give it back because that seems kind of that, – that, that's just, just a weird choice for me. But that is how they – that's their structure and how they want to do things. That's not how I would have done it, and it doesn't seem right because, again, now you're kind of forced to eat here and – if you don't like eating here because things aren't the way that you like them, you have no choice or else you lose your money. I'm like, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. And again, I'm not trying to deframe. And please, please, please don't take this in that way. I do like this. I like this company. I like this place. I like the people. I like the people I work with. I, I love all of this. But there are just things in it that drive me bonkers. <laughs> and... I can't continue to do this, especially when, you know, my mental health is at stake. And honestly, my mental health has been at stake for a long, long time. And I haven't been really able to kind of vent it out because there have been so many things that have been going on in my life, again, with just death and love interest and work and just everything culminating. I've just kind of been a ball of tension and it drowns out into not drowns but kind of rivers out into every part of my life so no longer am i able to kind of keep everything into its separate entity now it is a part of everything my work is a part of my love life my love life is a part of my a part of my family and family is a part of you know just everything and i am doing my best to try and keep them as separate as possible but it's not working so now i'm on to a new venture i haven't really said it but you know I, I still want to do the entrepreneur thing and obviously this this youtube podcast thing has been one of my has been one of the things that i've kind of just went ahead and said tally ho on but there are other things that i want to venture out with too and right now i have an opportunity to go and do some things with some as my friend says some mover and shakers so that way I can learn what I need to learn 
and you know get paid for it obviously but i can learn what i need to learn so that way whenever it is time for me to go on and do my own thing i'm confident and i have the resources and the what you call the network and everything for that on top of that my friend I probably shouldn't say names. My other friend has actually uh, given me an opportunity to start editing podcasts, surprisingly enough. He's going to be sending me some stuff, and that's going to be my part-time gig, giving me you know, a little dollar here, a little dollar there, that type of thing. And I'm really excited about that because that gives me more time to not only work on that, but also work on my stuff and see how I can do better because now I'm listening and working on other people's podcasts and I can see what works and what doesn't. And then I can make this better for y'all. Honestly, that is my goal here is to use it to make, make it better for y'all also make some money and also help out my friend because you know, this is, it's a win, win, win situation and it's no one's taking advantage of anybody. I'm doing work. I'm getting paid for work and I'm using the experience from work to do my own thing. And so that's, that's what's going on right now. Um, like I said, I could go into every little bitty thing and get everything off my chest, but that's not what you guys are here for. Y'all are here to hear me out on what my final thoughts are for episode six of Hell of a Boss. And before we get into it, I'm going to say it's explicit. I'm using explicit terminology. Obviously, if you haven't listened to the past, what, 10 minutes of this, you will know. I am using explicit terminology here. I have been spilling my guts, and now I'm about to say a bunch of things and use a bunch of clips from this episode because this episode was amazing. Just amazing. All right, so let's get into it. All right, Hell of a Boss is a 2020 Busy Pop production. It is 22 minutes long and 28 seconds. Producers are Busy Pop. It's created by Vivian Medrano? Medrano. And then written by Vivian Madrano and Brandon Rogers. The cast is Brandon Rogers as Blitz, Richard Stephen Horvitz as Moxie, Vivian Nixon as Millie, Erica Weinbeck as Luna, Bryce Pinkham as Stolas. Additional voices are Michael Romeo Ryoko. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your names. I'm so sorry. Ryoko as Agent One and Erica. Luttrell, as it is described as follow Blitz, as he attempts to run a startup killing company in a very competitive market, along with his weapon specialist Moxie, his powerhouse Millie, and his receptionist Hellhound Luna. With the help of an ancient book obtained by one of the princes of Hell, they manage to make their work possible, and together they attempt to survive each other while trying to keep their business afloat. So, as we start this, this apparently isn't the last episode of the series. I was just very very late on it there is at least two more episodes after this so yay hell of a boss has made the cut and i cannot wait for the next couple of episodes man it's been 20 something days since my last review of them and i'm glad to finally be at this episode because it has been pulling up on my youtube feed for so long and i've just been like i can't watch it yet i can't watch it yet that's what I'm like with the Proud Family. I'm like, I really want to just watch everything that the Proud Family has to offer. And I can't yet. I can't because I've got to wait until we get to reviewing it. So we start out with these men in black characters watching Blitz and Cruz shenanigans throughout the other past episodes. As they just finish the job, they are ambushed by them, by these men in black characters, leaving Moxie and Blitz to be captured. 
Millie and Luna realize how serious the situation is and gear up to hunt them down, only to find that they are no longer there and they've obviously been captured. We find the boys being questioned by the two suits, I'm going to call them suits for now, and before anything happens, they need coffee. I'll have a Neapolitan cappuccino, more cappuccino. Make sure it's got no more than four ounces of milk. The beans won't have the right texture otherwise. And make sure they spell my name correctly on the cup. They always put Foxy or Roxy. I hate that. If you can't handle that, I'll have a venti traditional misto. Please use soy milk with two blonde shots, affogato and ristretto. I'd also love three vanilla pumps at the very bottom, then add the coffee after, then add Enough! We then get approximately five minutes of the boys fucking around with these suits, obviously playing on their insecurities and inexperience as an organization and a lot of other things, because apparently they are like the laughing stock of their organization, which their organization is actually called dorks. I don't know what it means, but when Millie and Luna are tracking them down, they, we, they find the building and on top of it, it says D-O-H-R-K-S, dorks, when, which they then proceed to have a pretty gruesome women rule the world killing spree as they enter into the building. And it's just great. I, I, I love this. Back to the boys. The suits are the suits up ending the the suits end up leaving and filling the space with truth smoke. Truth serum, you know, is smoke form. That makes the two spill a lot of tea about their personal opinions on things that really don't matter. And then we get a cast reference because apparently Moxie sent uh, Blitz to go see this uh, musical called, obviously it's Cats, but we didn't, they didn't actually say it's Cats, but we know it's Cats. And, you know, they start, and he doesn't like it, he didn't like it, and all this other stuff, and they start crying, and then the smoke actually causes them to start tripping balls. And during Moxie's trip, we get an animation change, which more, which seems a lot more smooth and cartoonish, kind of like the new show Cupheads. And I really do like it. But he's in this musical and it pairs so well with him because, you know, he's kind of a singer and he this is how this was obviously just a play off of the fact that he has sent Blitz to the musical and he likes musicals and stuff like that. Blitz's trip is more grunge and a little bit more LSD type of stereotype, that, that, if that makes any sense. It's interesting that Moxie's High allows him to voice his opinion as more... Often than not, he is hiding his feelings or trying to be more respectful towards the people around him. While Blitz is seeing his own demons, his lack of intimacy, yet he wants more intimacy, um, he wants stability, realizing that he's a shit person, even from hell standards, you know, that whole thing. They go through a quick session after, after the smoke clears, they go through a quick session of mutual understanding and talking, you know, saying, hey, you know, you're doing a good job and... You know, we're, we're going to be okay. This is until the girls barge in and set them free. And then we get another treat of them just killing everybody in the building. Just just everybody in the building except for like the two, you know, the person one and per, um, agent one and agent two. We actually have never seen Luna fight. And this was, it was just to say a treat, just Great. It was so good. It was so good. Man, just the carnage and the, the teamwork. Like, it, as much as it looks like they've been kind of just winging it, I can tell that they've been they've been practicing. They've had they they have some chemistry, and so this actually works out for them very well. Unfortunately, as most stories go, as most stories go, they were unable to escape. But oh my gosh. 
did Busy Pop show out on this one? Daddy stole us to the rescue and just, mm, yes, he comes in like nothing I've ever seen, truly showing off his true power or at least his intimidation skills. Because, they did it up on this one. I cannot tell you guys enough. Stolas then pretty much reprimands them at the end for being caught and to be more careful. He says that luckily the people don't the people of this world don't really believe the people who believe in demons because they call them kooks and whatever and stuff like that. And honestly, I love Stolas. He's he's their benefactor and he is just one hell of a boss, Dave Grop. He makes sure that they do things on their own, gives them the tools to succeed, and if anything goes wrong, he's there for them. It's crazy the amount of respect that I have for this man, but I, I really do. Again, he's just great. And then we get... Am I going to get any thank you for the rescue, Bitsy? Well, I suppose you should. Want me to fuck your brains out tonight? Very much so. All right, but you're keeping quiet or I'm using those bear traps. Oh, please do. That honestly makes me think of someone else in my life. No bear traps, but it's hitting home. And if she actually starts listening to my podcast, you know what we talk about. Unfortunately, at the end, we find out that the suits got a video got video evidence of what happened, and that this will probably be a this will probably be a problem for them in the very near future. All right. So my final thoughts on this: I am giving this. An 8.5 out of 10. Why am I giving it this? It's because it's a very fast-paced episode. And personally, I don't like fast-paced episodes. Again, they, they, they pushed a lot of things very quickly. And I'm kind of like, mm, y'all could have just taken your time. And mind you, they did take the time at the end. But at the beginning and kind of in the middle, it was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And sorry for my... Um, phone in the background, excuse all that. The jokes didn't really hit either. Again, I, the ones that I put up here did hit and I like them, but it's really those that kind of made the made the episode. But this episode wasn't a funny episode. And I, that's something that I'm expect that I do expect from them and they tried. I, I'm, I again I'm not I'm not it's just my final thoughts. I love this episode. This took about three months to come out. And it's about the same time that it took for me to actually get to it. But it was worth it. It was worth every minute of waiting. The animation was top-notch. The fight scenes were epic. Stolas gave me goosebumps. And again, like this didn't add to the story a lot, but it was a crap ton of character development. And that seems honestly, I give it that high. I'm giving it this high, and I really want to give it a nine, but just because of the fast pace and the jokes, I can't. But this episode was really good, and I really loved watching it, as I do all the episodes. But just this one in particular, I thought was really good, and I'm glad that they took the time to make sure that everything flowed correctly and the animation. I, I could not imagine the amount of time it took for them to do all of these scenes and everything else, like, it's just mind-blowing. But I think that character development is a lot more... It has its place, and at this point, 
okay, person person out there doing horn things don't understand. But at this point, I think that the character development of the story is better because I can only imagine what they're going to do in season two. I think that's going to be more story driven as this was kind of setting the tone for what Hell of a Boss was. Now, I've been looking at a lot of other Vizipop stuff and seeing that they're doing stuff for um, Hasbitt Hotel. And to Vizipop, I understand that you guys are working very hard and I get this, but your fans, your fans desperately want Hasbitt Hotel, please. Please, we just want to see a little bit more. And you guys give us little things like here's the character, here's the character thing, and we're changing this and that. But where is the show? Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe it's on something else that I just don't know. If it is, oh, I have been missing out. But that means that I get to review that after Hell of a Boss. I, I'm just speculating. But man, oh, we just want to see all of this because Busy Pop does great, 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 great work. All right, y'all. But that's the end of my rant, and those are my final thoughts on all of this. It's been a long week, y'all. But everything's getting better. Things are getting better. God doesn't close a door to not open one either. That made no sense. (laughs) Y'all get what I'm saying. There's going to be a door open, and I'm going to walk through it. And things are going to get better. Things are going to maybe not be the easiest, But they are definitely going to get better and I'm going to be able to have the lifestyle that he wants for me and that I believe I deserve. I can't wait to see what happens. I'll see y'all on the next episode. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris B signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day. Thank you.